the main thing it's known for is centering the uterus. Don Eligio Ponti used to say, if a woman's uterus is out of balance, so is she. Hmm. And I think the Maya also believed that it's traditional belief that a woman's creativity is centered in her uterus, whether it's reproductive, literally making babies, or also just any kind of any kind of creativity. Welcome to Fit as a Fiddle. My name is Dr. Sneha Ghazi, and I'm a physical therapist and business owner in New York City. Each episode, we bring you phenomenal guests in the health and wellness industry who share inspiring tips and tangible advice. This podcast is for a community of people who want to keep their mind, body, and spirit healthy and thriving. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe, review, and enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We have the lovely Megan Backus. She's a licensed massage therapist in the state of New York, and she has a very interesting and unique specialty with our Vigo Maya therapy. So today, we're going to hear all about that and what it's about and how it can help people, because I think there's a lot of useful information today that she's going to share with us about it. So, Megan, tell us a little bit more about how you got here and what brought you to this field? Well, I was in massage school. I don't remember how I heard about it, um, but I really always liked doing abdominal work in Swedish, Swedish style abdominal work. And when I heard about it, I just had a strong feeling I really want to do that. I knew I wanted to work with women's health and children's health, especially and primarily. And also I've always been interested in the Maya culture. I was just always excited to learn it. And after a couple of years of practicing, I was able to start training. And then I've been through several different stages of training and I've been practicing it for the last four years. Okay. So what exactly does the training consist of? You You start, yeah, they start you with self-care. You spend a weekend learning the basic principles of the practice and you learn how to massage your own belly in a specific order and a specific sequence of strokes and that's what we get that ends up being what we teach clients to do as well and after that to become a practitioner i took like a five or six day training and i've also done um, pregnancy training which is a very specific pregnancy massage that they do that's different from my Swedish pregnancy training. I kind of combine the two in my practice. Um, and I've also become certified, which means I did 25 case studies and learned extra techniques and spent another six days with my teachers. At this point, I'm, I have stopped counting. I've worked on over 100 clients. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. and tell us a little bit about these teachers, because I know there's an interesting story. The founder of the practice is Dr. Rosita Arvigo. She is, she's a doctor of nephropathy, which is a somewhat obscure specialty. She describes it as a combination of osteopathy, massage, and herbal studies. And then she moved to Belize, bought some land, and began to practice with her husband as a, a sort of a naturopath and herbalist. And there she met uh, Donna Ligio Ponti, who was from originally from Guatemala, um, but had been in Belize for decades. And when she met him, he was already in his 90s and had never found an apprentice. And he was a traditional Maya uh, healer. And he had 
he did uh, abdominal manipulation as well as herbal. He would go into the bush in Belize and he had herbal lore of over 500 plants all in his head because he was illiterate. Um, but he had it all in his head. So she became his apprentice. He had been unable to find an, an, an apprentice who wasn't a foreigner. So she wasn't his first choice, apparently. But, you know, they became very close. And she was in her 40s and he was in his 90s. And they were together for 10 years. So after he died at the age of 103, she began to develop this system to be taught to um, body workers. That's basically. amazing. It's so yeah. fascinating because, um, I mean, you and I both know this because you're coming from like, sort. It's, it's the Western world, but it's really non, you know, quote unquote, medicine, medicine, according yeah. to, um, you know, a lot of people, but it has such a rich, dense amount of knowledge from these people who are, you know, passing things down from tradition to tradition. And that's really yes. where we came up with a lot of Western medicine techniques, right? It's stuff that's been passed down and they've researched yeah. it and then they formulated something out of it. Yeah. So I think it's fantastic that, you know, it's been trademarked with Arvigo and systemized and formulated to be able to teach people and bring it over to help mm -hmm. New Yorkers like us. <laughs> yeah. How cool is that? It's really fascinating. Yeah, it's um, very effective. Yeah. And so talk about, talk to us a little bit about what exactly does it consist of? So what is the, you know, what is it, how is it different from if I were to go to a, you know, regular licensed massage therapist or go into a massage, like a regular parlor to get, or a spa treatment to get Swedish massage or deep tissue? What's, what's different about this than that? Well, basically it's a very specific sequence of work. I will work on your posterior, I will have you face down, and I'll do a lot of hip alignment and check uh, the rotation of the iliums and whether one hip is higher than another and then do some adjustments. And we also are known for working around the coccyx and with the sacrum. So I'm really just working on the ligaments around the coccyx and there's a very special point that we, oh, I think that is unique to us that helps to, um, unimpinge the pudendal nerve. Oh, wow. We love yeah. that. Pelvic floor physical therapists love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that Rosita learned from a traditional midwife that she worked with, who was also one of her teachers. And so we call it Hortense's point because it was learned from Miss, Miss Hortense Robinson, who's no longer living now. But she was also another font of traditional knowledge. She'd been delivering babies since she was 13. Wow. And yeah. So then, yeah, the posterior work and I work around uh, L3 because a lot of things connect to L3 and do some trigger point work. And then when they do the anterior work, it's a specific sequence that's going to cover the upper and the lower abdomen. And it's all kind of converging on the navel, like pulling, uh, stretching and pulling tissues towards the navel. It ends up treating pretty much all of the organs in the abdominal cavity and helping to rehydrate and just stretch. And it also stretches the diaphragm, although we don't directly go into the diaphragm. But a lot of it is just like pulling and stretching on the diaphragm to help relax and open um, what's going on up there. So the main thing it's known for is centering the uterus. Don Eligio Ponti used to say, if a woman's uterus is out of balance, so is she. 
Hmm. And I think the Maya also believes that it's traditional belief that a woman's creativity is centered in her uterus, whether it's reproductive, literally making babies, or also just any kind of any kind of creativity. And so many women have a tipped uterus, which is what it's called in Western medicine, right? It can be left of center, right of center, um, over the too far over the bladder in the front, or or uh, resting on the rectum in the back. Mm-hmm. And just re just we don't pick up the uterus and move it. We just we just do the same anterior sequence on everybody and teach them the same anterior sequence to do at home, so that they can keep it up and get massage like every day instead of just when they see me. And that's a really important part of this system is self-care. But basically you're just rehydrating tissues and decongesting. I mean, decongestion is the big word for this work. It's decongesting the whole system. Yeah, I love that because a lot of what I do is also teaching people self-care because Mm -hmm. I I just love the idea that if you can take care of yourself for long-term and we as practitioners are guiding you through it, we are so much better off for long-term healing and long-term sustainable health. I couldn't agree more. (laughs) It's fantastic. So I think it's good that it's simple enough that people can do things on their own. There are certain things, of course, that I won't let my patients do on themselves because that could be harmful, like a specific mobilization or a technique. Uh It's just hard to do on yourself. In that case, sometimes I teach their partners how to do it or the family member or friend who's, Mm -hmm. you know, close by. Um, because I think it's just so much more beneficial to, to teach people the self-care techniques. It's not a secret, right? It's great. that it No. Works. And it's, it's also great to give yourself some love and attention and put kind of put a spotlight on your internal organs rather than seeing it as one big black mass that you're not thinking about. I think. Yeah. And something that I'm just thinking about as you're talking right now, we as a culture just sit most of the time. It's unfortunate. Yeah. We do spend so much time sitting. So just it, kind of um, made me think about how if some if you are doing an abdominal massage of any kind so I'll teach like you know a visceral mobilization or a mm-hmm. myofascial release to patients and it's similar but it's not the same as what you're doing but at least it's giving you pressure and input and elongation and mobilization yeah. of everything that's below you know the rib cage and above the pubic bone area yes. because it doesn't get a lot of attention because and we're just collapsed we're like folded in half almost all day yeah, right. long and we're just we need to decongest it is congested it's literally yeah. a traffic jam there all the time which is why most people are constipated so exactly speak about that maybe a little bit and kind of you know is there something yeah. specific in terms of um benefit that you get in digestion and bowel Definitely. and bladder I mentioned uh, centering the uterus because that's probably the number one thing the work is known for, but it's great for digestion and it's great for reproductive health for men as well. But yeah, constipation is, I've had clients just rush to the bathroom after a treatment when they're constipated because it's really effective. It just gets things moving. We also recommend castor oil packs and the warmth and the castor castor oil applied topically is very effective for um, constipation too. Yeah, that's a good deacon, you know. Yeah. That's one of our big three. The big three really are self care, castor oil packs, and and vaginal steams. Vaginal steams. Okay. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Unpack vaginal steaming. 
<laughs> it's, you know, I think uterine lavage is a big part of this work. Um, stimulating the system manually will encourage the uterus to not only center, but to cleanse itself. We think that period pain like cramps is caused, probably caused most often by an off-center uterus that's trying really hard to expel its contents. So it's cramping. The muscles are literally cramping and you feel cramps because it's trying to get it all out. When it fails to get it all out, you're going to build up an endometrial crust a little more every month and you're going to continue to have cramps. So the, the massage encourages the uterus to do its job more efficiently and get centered, but the vaginal steaming is wonderful for helping to cleanse the uterus, especially after, after giving birth, but really just for people who have period cramps or any kind of period issues. So you're not sitting on anything that's hot or unpleasant. You're sitting on a warm, cozy, um, sauna-like kind of feeling. And there's herbs in the water and the herbs will also, their properties will also go up in, we're not really steaming the vagina. And when people, some um, medical practitioners have complained about vaginal steaming or protested about it, saying that the vagina is self-cleaning, it's, it's, I think it's misnamed as a vaginal steam. It's almost more of a uterine steam because it, the warmth is going to penetrate into the uterus and help to clean out that old dried encrusted endometrium. And it also has been shown to be really helpful with constipation. So the warmth, stagnant chi correcting properties of the herbs also enter into the lower part of the intestine and warm the lower intestine. And so constipation is helped by it too. Oh yeah. It's just like if you're putting a hot pack on your stomach, very similar. Yeah. It yeah. Warm things around. Yeah. We're all about warmth. Motion is lotion and heat helps move things around. So um, yes. it improves blood flow. And yeah. Um, okay. So some people have no idea what this vaginal steaming is. So yeah. you are, by the way, you're literally like sitting either on a seat that's made for the steaming, like a toilet seat sort of a thing with a basket there are a bucket various, underneath? Yeah, yeah. There are various ways to do it. One is there's a, there's a wonderful Korean machine you can order that is, it looks kind of like a little plastic toilet. It has like a toilet seat and it works really well, but it just is like a quarter cup of water and you put a sort of tea bag of dried herbs over that and it works great. But if you don't want to invest in that, if people live somewhere where they can have more space, unlike most where we live in New York City, most people live in apartments and you don't have space for a big old platform with a crock pot under it or something like that. I just recommend people use the, clean out the toilet, boil the herbs or, or, or however you're going to prepare the herbs, put it in a, like a metal bowl and put that in the toilet right on top of the water. And once it's ready to sit on so it's comfortable, then you just sit on the toilet. And that's, that's great. The, I think that's the simplest way to do it. Yeah, it's not so complicated. Um, no, it's not. And what are these herbs that are going in? What are you sitting on? I just give people a list of herbs, um, mugwort, basil. You can just go to the store and get some or a handful of organic basil or the, the farmer's market. There's different ways to prepare, slightly different ways to prepare uh, fresh herbs versus dried herbs. But I, I just give people a handout with a list of herbs. Basically, most herbs you can think of are okay and beneficial. We don't want to use anything drying like sage. Or you can combine them. I'm not an herbalist, 
so I don't I don't come up with my own blends or anything, but I just go with uh, what my teachers have have recommended. So rosemary, basil, or something from the garden. I mean, rose, lavender, all of those are fine. And how much are you throwing in there? Fresh ones from the garden, it would be just a handful, a big, generous handful. It's less for dried herbs. This is the list that I have from my teachers. Uh, Organic, uh, because you don't want to steam anything non-organic into yourself. Uh, Lavender, yarrow, basil, oregano, marigold, a.k.a. talendula. Rosemary, mugwort, lemon balm, those are all good. Others would include burdock leaves, motherwort, chamomile, yarrow, plantain, squavine, or thyme. And you can use one herb or any combination of the above. And also some herbalists will make customized blends for specific conditions. The only caution, as I said, is avoid using drying herbs like sage. Um, A good time to do a vaginal steam bath is the week prior to menses. We never use essential oils. They're very strong and we don't have, you know, we don't use them in the water at all. Hmm. And we don't steam during menses, during acute affection, or while pregnant. Although some of my colleagues disagree with that. So you'd use about an ounce or a cup of dried herbs. Uh, bring water to a boil and pour it over the dried herbs. Let it steep. And then the ideal temperature for sitting over it is about 130 to 135 Fahrenheit. For the fresh herbs, you basically pick a double handful, whatever that means about a quart jar loosely filled. Simmer the herbs in a covered pot with two quarts of water for 10 minutes. Turn off the heat and allow to steep for five minutes. And once it cools to a comfortable temperature, it's ready to sit, you're ready to sit over it. People sometimes are afraid of vaginal steaming because it sounds unpleasant or I've seen things on the internet that somebody got burned. You just don't sit on anything that hurts. It's not supposed to hurt. You're not putting yourself through a punishment. It's pleasant and warm and cozy so just don't sit on it if it's too hot (laughs) yeah or don't have the hot water too close um to your private area yes um some distance and not too hot it sounds like it would be really helpful just from a physiological perspective because it's literally heating the area and allowing the area blood circulation to flow through which is you know clearly the point also yeah Um, cleansing and you know bringing new blood to the area which right great especially if you have pain it's I'm sure it's like a great pain reliever too I Um, think it is I think it's great for if you have menstrual pain or other kinds of uh, pelvic pain awesome so you talked a little bit about the contraindications like pregnancy and things like that for the actual Mm -hmm. but in terms of massage are there any reasons why people shouldn't do it if you have an acute infection, I wouldn't do it. So if people want to get certified with RVGO myomassage mm-hmm. therapy and, you know, want to look for or want to look for a practitioner who is certified, how do they do that? Is there a database or something like that? There's a website. I would go to the website is rvigotherapy.com and that's spelled A R V I G O therapy all one word um lowercase and then you'll find the, any information you can also, well, basically find a practitioner and find information about courses. 
That's awesome. And how popular is this? How many, like in New York City, how many practitioners do you think there are? I think there might be about 20. Wow. So it is pretty um, streamlined to a few people. Yeah. There might be about 20 at the most. And that's Actually, New York City because we have a lot of people here. That's probably yes, a lot. And, and that's covering a big area from the Bronx to Queens and and so on. So there aren't a lot of practitioners, actually. Okay. And how about if people wanted to find you? If they want to find me, they should go to my website, which is embodimentmassage.com, which is, starts with an M, M-B-O-D-I-M-E-N-T, massage.com, all lowercase. Awesome. And, and find me. They can ask you questions and learn more if they want oh, to. Oh, yeah. I love to correspond with people before or after they've seen me. I do, I do a lot of emailing with clients. I really enjoy it. Yeah, I really love your work. I think it's great. Oh, it's fantastic thanks. that you do it and that you're also here sharing it with everybody. Thank you so much. I'm very enthusiastic about it. <laughs> well, thank you for being here today. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening. I hope everyone gained a lot of new information out of this episode. Please subscribe and review the show. It means the world. I can't wait for you to listen to the next episode.